fiends and horror hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good, because Angela's back. Yeah, Angela's back. I love that just she, I guess she graffitied that on the wall. Yeah, I, or it's just, ir- like, not related, and it's something completely different, and she just happens to be there. Well, also, this is, like, extremely well-known, but there's no pictures of her whatsoever for, like, the last seven years, blah, blah, blah. Like, no one ever took a picture of her? No, she wasn't that popular. Yeah, there's some nice write-arounds in this, but uh, Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, wrapping up the original trilogy here. Yeah, I, me and Greg were talking about, you know, what picks do you want to do? for this month. And I was like, well, it is a summer month. What kind of summer movies do I want to do? Sleepaway Camp! We can do Sleepaway Camp again! I love this series! I love Sleepaway Camp, especially these first three. However, this one after two, because two is such a wild time. This does feel a little bit of a drop down from two when I'm watching it. It really does, because 2 is so much fun. There's so much going on. We get introduced to the brand new Angela, Pamela Springsteen. Glory days! Glory days! Of Bruce Springsteen's little sister. Yeah, she does great as Angela. No offense against Felissa Rose, I love her. But still, Pamela Springsteen does, does great. I'm also glad to hear, because, like, someone asked her that at some point, like, Felissa, like, oh, is there anything, like, any kind of beef between you and Pamela Springsteen? And she's like, no, not whatsoever. I love what she did with the character. It was like, oh, that's good good to hear. I don't know if I mentioned it on the Unhappy Campers episode or not, but Pamela Springsteen wants nothing to do with this movie. She really? won't do any interviews or anything about Sleepaway oh. Camp. I love her as Angela. Like, I wish she could make so much money at cons. I know, dude. She she won't do anything Sleepaway Camp related. And she didn't do many movies. I know she no. did this. She had a part in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And maybe one or two other things. But that was about it. Yeah, just other varied things that I don't really recognize. And she never used the Springsteen card, allegedly, to get her roles to the point, like... When they were filming the Sleepaway Camp movies, the director didn't even know she was Bruce Springsteen's sister. And there was a he was doing an interview, and they're like, "What's it like working with Pamela?" I was like, "Oh, she's she's great." Any like influence from her brother or anything? And he says, "What to the interviews? Who's her brother?" <laughs> and that's how he learned. So it's like a Nick Cage type thing. Yeah, exactly. Where you don't want to be okay. Coppola or anything like that. Yeah. No, I wish she would embrace it. There's been so many actors and whatnot over the years that, like, they really look down at, like, their horror parts. And now they look at it and they're like, oh, okay, I'm proud of it. Come around to it. It's 2023. Make some money. Yeah. And this was kind of like a ex-Pearl situation, this movie, where when they were yeah. filming Sleepaway Camp 2, they said... They started writing out the script for three and pretty much filmed it right after. That's why all the sets are so much the same and everything. Because they were writing the script for three while filming two and went right into it. And I can kind of feel that. It kind of just feels like things happen. Here's some kills. Here's some one-liners. There's not like the charm of two. It's just like things happen. Yeah, it feels way more rushed. You can feel it in it. There's... And some of the kills I know were cut down for budgetary reasons and things like that. Like, there was one with the old guy, Herman, I think his name is. <laughs> yeah. Where she was going to take, like, a 
like a poker, like what you'd cook like marshmallows or hot dogs on that's on fire and shove it into his dick and say, look, a weenie roast. But they didn't have the budget for it. Oh, that would have been hilarious. I love that. Yeah. We still do get the one-liners and everything, which really, like, feels sleepaway camp to me. Oh, 100%. And it still feels like the same character. It's almost like she's just around a less interesting group of people, maybe. Yeah, because she is. Yeah. Um, what year is this? Uh, this is 1989. The last 89. year of the 80s slashers. And it feels like it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You got some credits for me? Directed and produced by Michael Simpson. Did not get the Edward Trifecta because Fritz Gordon wrote this one. The only other writing credit they have is Sleepaway Camp 2. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. Um, so the intro to this is great because it lets you know, yeah, we're back in this series because we get instant boobs. Oh, yeah. Also, we love like looking at people's rooms and seeing the posters and whatnot. Did you see the Agent Orange poster? Yes, I did. I love that so much. I saw that and I was like, <gasps> make a note so I don't forget because I love Agent Orange. And this girl Maria is getting up. She has milkshake tattooed right on her chest. <laughs> and she's like, I'm guessing screaming at her parents. They're like, she's like, I'm going to camp today. They're like, good. We hope you don't come back. She goes, I might not come back. She, she won't. No. She gets out and starts walking. And then Britt. The logistics on how this happened, I don't know, and I don't care. Because a giant Mack truck starts chasing her down New York City. Just in the middle of the city, this giant, like, killer truck starts chasing her. To the point of, like, people on the sidewalk are stopping and staring, and, like, pointing kind of thing. I want to know how Angela got a garbage truck. Like, I want to just, like, follow her around. I imagine she killed a garbage worker. Oh, yeah. And she's an amazing killer. Like, little Angela is, like, insane. Like, it, it kills everyone, has, like, insane strength. Has Is, like, well, for the most part, has creative kills. She kills a lot of people with just sticks in this one. Yes. When they reuse the sound effect. Did you notice that? Yes, yeah. The stick, like, she hit someone with it, like, five times. And they use the same exact sound effect. Whoop. Flop, flop, like just all five times. Oh yeah, of course. It, it 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 almost adds to the movie how bad that is. Oh yeah, but Maria takes off into an alley, and the truck follows and smacks into the front of her and kills her. I love the dummy work here. Oh yeah, there's quite a few dummy work things in this. There's a firecracker thing at one point. It's fun. Yep, Angela gets up, throws her body into the back of the truck and takes her identity and gets picked up by the camp, the van going to camp. And on the background, you see Angela's back spray painted on a building. Angela's going camping. Like Angela adores camping. I think the only thing she likes more than killing is camping because if all of the campers and counselors like acted correctly, it would be a fun weekend. Yeah, I think the motivation for Angela is she likes the purity of camp. Like, the yeah. simple, like, just good-timeness of camp. And she doesn't like any of this other stuff being in there. And honestly, like, you could trace this back into a psychological deep dive on Angela to where 
she first killed at a camp and all this kind of stuff, and that's why she just wants it to be that happy place, I'm sure, but I'm not going to. Oh, I'm a happy camper. Oh, I'm a happy camper. I love the summer sun. <laughs> I like to drink and fuck. That's the Shoot Sister version. That's not correct. Oh, they died for that. I, on their titties, I cannot suck? No. Damn it! <laughs> Get our title card and opening credits. Which, I love the title card is, like, extremely cheap and cheesy. And it's just like, It's like thrash metal guitar. But, like, horrible thrash metal guitar? It's like your friend's band. I don't know. I kind of dig it. Oh, it's amazing, of course. But it's just so much like, The news is at the camp, and what this camp is doing, Camp New Horizons it's called now, is mixing upper and lower class kids to make better understanding between the rich and poor. Which, these two, like, new camp owners' whole thing is that they want to milk as much money out of these people as they can, so then they can go on a cruise. They're cutting, like, every corner. At one point, they're talked about there's, like, roaches and rats everywhere. They're burying the garbage. They're not, they don't have, like, a garbage disposal thing. Because their cruise is going to be so much. Yeah, that, and so the rich people had to pay top dollar, and the government paid them for the poorer people. Right. And it's, like, the most generic of each class, for the most part, there's a few standouts that, like, the one camp really seems to work out together, but most of them just fight and call themselves the worst names in the entire world. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh. This, this does not go well in the slightest. And the only, like, group that does well is Officer Barney's, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yes. But they go through and they say all their names to the news camera and everything, and... Angela goes through and says she's Maria. And the news lady goes, why do you look older? Massive drugs. They bring this up a few times. Like, she looks so much older than everyone else. This isn't, like, Carrie from the 70s, where all of a sudden there's 30-year-olds picking on the teenager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they, they mention it several times. It's like, it's been so much more evident in other movies, and they just pass it off. The, they ask, the news lady after asks Angela for some coke, because massive drugs. She's like, oh yeah, there's a vending machine down there, because Angela doesn't take drugs. It just, no, you know what I mean. And it dawns on her, she's Oh, uh, yeah, one second. And she goes and gets a bunch of cleaning, like, supplies and chemicals and puts it into a baggie and gives it to her and says, No charge, you're my favorite news lady. So this car she's driving, this red Ferrari, Brett, yeah, was one of the most expensive things on set. It was a rental, and only the director was allowed to drive it and move it. And so anytime it's moving, it's the director driving it. And they were super careful not to get any fake blood or anything near it. It's, it's such a... Why'd they spend so much money on a dumb car for, like, two seconds? I don't know. But she gives her the Coke. She drives away, pulls over to take the Coke. Oh, by the way, Angela, of course, gets her line. It'll really clean your pipes out. Oh, I do love that. But, yeah, she just, like, snorts the whole gram in one thing. And then she's like, oh, and her nose starts bleeding, and she falls out of the car, and I guess it's never found. No, 
I guess not. Angela must have taken care of it later. Oh, true. She does run around. She's very on top of things. She's not a sloppy killer. No, not at all. Uh, Everyone's in the mess hall, and the camp's being split into three groups, and they're going to rough it so the cabins are useless, and they're going to sleep in the tents and catch their own food and everything like this. Well, number one, they're like, yeah, we're going to catch our own food, which means fish. And they even mentioned just because it's so much cheaper. Like, we don't have to spend money on food then. We're also not staying at the cabins because we'd have to turn on electricity and use water. We're not going to do that either. Nope. (laughs) The old dude who owns the camp, uh, Herman, is pervy as hell and he has this playboy belt buckle we keep showing off. He's a, he's like nah, he keeps doing the like tongue and stuff. For some reason, the one girl's super into it. Oh yeah, Th- this boggles my mind. I it, it's not set up whatsoever. It's not like these are extremely rich people, and she's like, oh maybe I can get some money. It's not like he they have any connections they set up. It's just like she's super into this nine year old who's grown into a fifty year old. Yeah. Well, at this, they said, let's sing a song. Does anyone know I'm a happy camper? And Angela loudly proclaims, I do! And, like, a few people roll their eyes and whatnot, because, like, she's being that person that's way too enthusiastic of again. <laughs> Our third counselor arrives, Officer Barney, and right then a brawl breaks out between some of our happy campers, and he stops it. Dude, these fights... They pull out knives and guns on each other like crazy (laughs) in, like, minor disagreements. Or for no reason. It's like, hey, will you turn your music down? It's like, fuck you! And they take out a knife and try to, like, stab and slash the person. And yeah, right as soon as the police officer comes in. These kids are the worst. (laughs) The girls are in the cabin changing, and they find fuck Angela Baker graffiti. It's once again also like two of it's just girls walking around topless changing and whatnot. And then Angela takes off her shirt and they're like, you must have to have like some kind of padlock key to get that thing off because it's like mega bra. (laughs) Because we forget Angela like was a boy and was forced to turn into a transition into a girl and all this stuff, which that storyline is pretty much just completely dropped at this point. That's the only like call out to it. Yeah. The registr registration. She has a fake ID. So she's all good. And our three groups split up. And I, this is what I remember so much of this movie is Angela goes just from group to group, killing everybody. I mean, it's honestly easier this way. Because she can work her way through a whole group and then just move on to the next. Yeah, she doesn't have to, like, secretly take people out or, like, lure them away. After she gets a couple people out of the group, she can kill two at once. Yeah, definitely. Angela has a fuck of a body count. We learn Officer Barney is Sean from the last movie's dad, which Angela killed. Also, if you don't remember from the last movie, Sean was saying... My dad's the one who put the cuffs on Angela originally at Camp Arawak. So he's also Angela's original arresting officer. Right. And this is like, this is where it comes into play of it's been seven years. No one knows what they look like anymore. No one's seen a picture. Even last time there were no pictures. All that of is basically they have a description. I'd like to throw out there were pictures of Angela taken at the last in the last movie from the little pervy kids. 
those two little boys have Polaroids. Yes. Uh, Angela gets into Pervy Herman's group, and they go fishing, everyone except for Herman and the one girl who's into him for some reason. And yeah. I love that Angela fishes up the hockey mask from the last movie. Oh, I love that. And did you hear the key, 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 ma, ma, ma in the background? Yes, I did. And what date is it, Brett? It's Saturday the 14th. Yes. But Angela goes back to the camp and catches Herman and this young girl, Megatits, I don't know what her name is, having sex. And she beats them to death with a branch. Both of them. Herman has the weirdest voice. It's like, hey there, little one, what are you doing in there? Sweet, it is sweet pea. Sweet pea. Yeah, it is like a nine-year-old stayed that age, but aged 50 years somehow. He looks like Penn and Teller, the one that doesn't talk. Yeah, I see that, yeah. Like, I thought it was him for a minute. Uh, yeah, so they're both dead, and I love her, but like, you don't understand, my wife doesn't give me any anymore, she's killing him. Well, he, she kills both of them with a stick. She finds a stick, and she, like, beats him with it over and over again, while she's like, Herman, what are you doing? As, obviously, someone's chasing him with a stick. He, she, like, shoves it in his mouth and kills him that way, and then just beats her over the head with a stick, and that's it. Yep. It's simple. It works. And she loves this stick. That's like her signature weapon in this movie. In the last two movies, honestly. Yeah. That night, Angela kills the other two um, with a firecracker to the one's face and then kills him with a baseball bat and then (laughs) sets him on fire. The firecracker one is another dummy thing that comes into play of like... what she shoves the firecracker in the nose and lights it immediately you're woken up by the noise and the smell but like and the one guy sitting your face yes yeah the one guy looks over and it's just a dummy sitting there while the face explodes yeah <laughs> and then she lights the other one on fire and then cooks marshmallows over the burning tent well, she's shoving marshmallows onto a stick that's way too big and then they cut away because it's like Pamela Springsteen has never put marshmallows on a stick because she's like crushing them onto there. <laughs> uh, she goes to the other group and the the other owner's group and she says she's supposed to switch with one of her kids. And so she, the other kid goes with her and we get an axe decapitation here. Yeah, which is pretty good. I like the double-sided axe though. It almost looks like a medieval axe for some reason. Like, it's not just a normal hatchet-type thing. No, not at all. Uh, she's sitting around with her new group, and they go around to talk about some things about themselves. And what's your favorite movie? Brett, what's Angela's favorite movie? Doesn't she say fucking, like, E.T.? It's like, of course... That is what she says. <laughs> of course that's your fucking favorite movie, because you're a psychopath. No one likes that movie. And then the one dude who's always playing with his boombox, mind you, it's important to the story, he is black. This other girl, Cindy, is complaining about his rap music, and then just starts throwing out a ton of slurs at him, hard R and everything, and he gets up and shoves his oatmeal in her face. He was supposed to spit on her, she was fine with it, he didn't want to do it. He's like, I don't want to spit on her. Which, holy shit, like, yeah, all of a sudden... 
some extreme language comes out, and I'm like, ooh, this, I forgot this is that kind of 80s movie. Yes. Barney's group, Officer Barney, starts asking about Angela. Remember, they don't know Angela's Angela. They think she's Maria. Well, at this point, this group is really bonding. Like, yeah, because at well. first, the one, like, uh, tough, like, um, like, ne'er-do-well street kid is like, oh, you're a fucking cop. Fuck you, man. And he's like, yo, my kid died. He's like, oh, man, I'm sorry about that. We're cool now. And they, like, fist bump. And now this group is what all of this is supposed to be about. Because they're all getting along. They're all learning about each other. They're learning how, like, oh, you live this way. I live this way. Kind of thing. Like, even the kid that's in the gang is, like, cool with the cop kind of thing. Dude, it was a step away from having the cop sitting backwards on a chair and turning his hat backwards and be like, we're not so different. Let's hash it out, kids. Like, how do you do fellow kids style? Yo, let's rap about drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's where we learn, like, Angela's been gone seven years. No one knows what she looks like or where she went, all that kind of stuff. What would you do if you found her? I'd kill her. Oh, shit. Everyone, like, gives him that look, like, oh, the cop said that. <laughs> Angela's group is doing the trust game where they have to lead each other around the woods blindfolded. Uh, oh. Angela's with racist girl Cindy, and... Not only is she a horrible racist, Greg, how many times have I mentioned in these movies that it irks me so bad when someone will take the time to pull out a pack of cigarettes, light it, Take one hit off the cigarette and throw it down. What the fuck? What is that? It was 1989. Cigarettes were basically free. <laughs> like, they didn't cost no. anything. I don't care. Why did you take all the time to take one hit off your cigarette and then throw it down? Like, it makes no sense. And I saw it and I was like, oh, you motherfucker. You make me so mad. Former smoker Brett is like, I would have smoked that for days. <laughs> but they end up switching, now Cindy's blindfolded, and Angela walks her to the flagpole, and on the way there, she's asking, like, are you a cheerleader? Sure am! <laughs> and, like, do you do drugs? Who doesn't? And she goes, I think it's cheerleader, she goes, that's strike three! She hooks her, like, belt loop to the flagpole and starts raising her. Like, why are you doing this? She goes, you're a cheerleader, a fornicator, and a drug user. Are you a cheerleader? Yes. You're... You a virgin? No. Do you take drugs? Doesn't everybody? Strike three. Angela has some fucking upper body strength, man. Do you like be just hoisting a whole person up a flagpole? I mean, it is a pulley system, which is designed, but yeah, that'd be rough. But That's not designed for that weight. Exactly, that's still fucking rough. <laughs> but she raises her up and drops her down head first and she splats. This is a really cool kill. I thought this was really innovative and neat. Because I've never seen this done before like this. Where, like, your hands are behind your back too, so you're coming down head first, like, top heavy. You know what I mean? There's no bracing yourself. I also love no. the camera angle. Because it's, like, from on top of the flagpole down. Yeah. Uh, back at camp, camp owner Lily gives Angela a ton of shit to do and go get and everything because she's well, lazy. The whole time, like, 
can't <laughs> Lily's just sitting beside the fire cooking a steak, reading the cruise magazine. She's having people wait on her, make her coffee. Like I love at one point, yeah, like they do all this stuff and they come back, Angela's like, Okay, I'm extremely hungry. When do we eat? Well, as soon as you catch some fish, it's like, what happened to the steak? Like the giant steak that was cooking. Oh, that was mine. Um I'm allergic to fish. <laughs> But she also learns that the old killing cab at her favorite place was torn down. Like, is that where they found all the bodies? I love that the old cabin gets brought up. Of all, Angela's almost probably like, oh, it's the, because they mentioned like the old outhouse where like that one girl got drowned in the poop and the, all the yeah. leeches went all over her with this, like, she, cause she's getting pressed down with the stick. A great scene. Um, Angela's almost like, is the cabin still there? Like, oh, I wonder if I can go visit again. It's like, oh no, they tore that down. And she's like, oh god damn it. Uh, she gets back in the main building and she starts getting super nostalgic about when she was a counselor. She has all these <laughs> flashbacks, but they're not right. Like, she's winning an award and everyone's standing and clapping for her and everything. You really like me? And all this kind of stuff. She has a number one counselor or like big ribbon award around her neck. I'm a star! I'm a star! <laughs> but I love the extremely, like, slow I'm a happy camper I love the summer sun. They're, like, trying to make it, like, creepy. But it's, like, a happy camping song. <laughs> yeah, and pat out the runtime. Oh, exactly, because this movie is only 79 minutes long. <laughs> Dude, so thankful. In and out adventure, I love it. Oh yeah, is this kind of movie perfect? But she has to do another trust game where her hand and feet, one hand, one foot, is tied to Bobby's one hand, one foot, the nerdy one who wants to be a politician, and they're out fishing to catch dinner. And Bobby starts talking to her like, "I like you. I like you too. I guess like you know, just casual." Angela said, and he yeah. just, "I like being tied up next to you." It turns me on. And he goes for a kiss. Worst person you can do this to, dude. And she freaks out, but it's like, not now. Meet me at the main camp after dark later. And he's going to die. Meet me at the because... waterfront after the social, okay? Oh, 100%. And of course they give, like, the future politicians some kind of kink. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the boombox guy pulls a gun on Angela for asking him to clean the fish. I love, he's just chilling in his camp, his, like, uh, little tent, his tiny little tent. He has, like, his little tiny lamp and his boombox, which he must have, like, a fuck ton of batteries. To That's be able what to I was just thinking. 24-7. Like, he has a suitcase of batteries to listen to his music. I do also love, at one point, um, I think it was when shitty racist girl was yelling at him about, like, it was, like, country music versus rap. Of course, rap. Yeah. Fuck country. Yes. I love Cypress Hill. Fuck yeah. But also, the two, Marsha and I can't remember his name, the Italian guy who says he was in a gang. Oh, he's got plastic on the furniture. You can go in and out of his doors. Of this is young Tony, Tony Soprano. Yeah, Marsha and Tony are doing the trust game and they kiss. Like, they're a slight couple throughout this movie. And, yeah, they're actually, like, decent, kind of. Like, the most decent of them. Also, 
Tony hooking up with the redhead. Well done, Tony. Angela asks owner Lily to play the blindfold game with her, and they're walking, and she pushes her into this giant garbage pit, and then yells at her, why are you burying your garbage? Like, that's cheaper! And she's, like, sinking into this garbage, and Angela starts burying her alive while singing the Happy Camper song. And she keeps screaming, like, there's rats in here! She's like, don't worry, they'll suffocate soon. And then, we get a lawnmower kill. Yeah, she starts up a push mower and walks it over to her, like, kicks it back right on her head and everything. I wish this was more gory, though, because it's such a good idea, but it's so cut away. I'm like, you walked us right up to it and then cut it away. Man, just spray some fake blood out from it or something. Come on. Oh, this is when, like, they were super editing down movies and whatnot. This is around the same time of, like, Friday the 13th Part 7, of, like, there are so many amazing kills that they made them edit it down to get the R rating. Where now fucking Saul happens and Human Centipede is like, FEED HER YOUR SHIT! Dude, funny you mention that. Uh, there's The director said that when they sent this to the MPAA for ratings, that they responded that the person who was viewing it got physically ill at the lawnmower scene, so I guess it was oh. cut down. Oh, boo-hoo! Did the fake, like, makeup make you sad and make your stomach <laughs> queasy? Did you have to watch Going With the Wind and E.T. afterwards to feel better? <laughs> <laughs> After dark that night, Bobby goes and meets Angela, and she ties him to the tree, and he's getting all hot and bothered with this. He loves this. Oh, you're tying me up? Don't you want to uh, take my clothes off first before you screw me? I'm going to be a politician, remember? I can't wait to take handouts. <laughs> Angela gets into the Jeep, which is tied to his arm, the rope is tied to his arms, and goes, thank God there'll be one less idiot in politics, and drives away and rips his arms off. Our hero, Angela Baker. She's redeemed herself completely. Dude, the next one is ridiculous, and it's the most campy moment in the movie, because she throws a tape into the guy who's in oh. the tent with his boombox, and he puts it on, the, oh, I'll stop my music, put this in, and it's the most cringy, like, Angela rapping, like, about killing him that there is. Angels are pretty, angels can fly, and here is an angel that can make you die. You've got no style, you've got no flair, all you do is fight and swear, so say your prayers and make amends, because your life story is about to end. It's like a anti-drug, like, rap of like you can be like super groovy and like not do drugs let's go hike in the park at what point also is he sitting in his tent and a tape gets thrown at him and the first thing isn't like who the fuck is throwing tapes at me well he's just happy to get new music like i could like i'm sitting in my room all of a sudden i get beamed in the head with a vhs i'm like not immediately just gonna pop it in to see what's in there. I'm gonna be like, who the fuck is throwing things at me? Hello? <laughs> but then you're gonna put it in. Oh, of course. But he starts coming out of the tent and she she pulls the tent stakes out and stakes him with them instead. Which, these are so obviously those plastic shitty tent stakes, which you can't even hammer, hammer them into the ground without them breaking and folding and whatnot. She hammers it through, like, through his skull. 
Yep, exactly. They're spray painted to look like iron, though. Oh, yeah. I also, real quick, want to mention a snowboy who was one of, like, the other, like, uh, street kids kind of thing, where all he did was run around and graffiti everything. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, he was in the first group that she killed. Yeah, he was gone pretty quick. But Angela tries the group switch again, but Barney's wise oh. to this a little bit. Like, he's like, well, I can't just let this. I'll come with you, see if I can talk them out of it. But then she's like, oh, shit. So she pretends to sprain her ankle while Barney, Marsha, and her are walking, and they take her into the main camp and everything. He's wrapping up her ankle, and then Barney finds out that she made up the whole switch thing, and he sends Marsha outside. She sends Marsha outside. Yeah, Lily's out there. Go ahead and see. And Marsha finds headless Lily and screams and runs away. He's like, oh, it's a hell of a sight. And Angela says that Marsha reminds her of this girl she knew, Molly, the girl from the last movie. Yes, which I can see a tiny bit. It's like, oh, it's like the nicest one out of, out of the whole group. Yeah. Uh, Marsha takes off, and Barney now realizes that Maria is Angela, and Angela has a, the gun from the guy in the tent behind her back, and I love how she's like, you look just like your son when you're mad, just pissing him off. And Oh, he's I like, like pushing he shit over at that point, like scowling at her, giving her like the dirty eyes. <laughs> Yeah, and then he lists off Angela's greatest hits, like, how you gonna do it? Battery acid? Uh, bees? He just name it off, like, all the ways that Angela's killed people. Oh, I love it. And she goes, no, I have a gun! Like, she's so excited about it, and then shoots him a bunch of times. Like, this is new! Then she chases after Marsha with the jeep and catches up to her, and we don't see what happens. Three campers are left out of this entire camp, Brett, at the fire. And Angela shows up and says, Barney wants us all to meet at the main camp. And she ties all three up. They think it's part of a game or something, so that, like, they're like, supposed to be doing. Everyone, she's they're like, why do you want to tie us up? And Angela's just like, oh, it's part of a game. And they're like, okay, I guess. They just go along with it. Well, honestly, it fits in with the other games they've been doing and everything. Yeah, they're, it's all tie-up kink-based. Yeah, that's why that one dude was here. Kink.com all of a sudden comes out with video cameras. They're like, we're going to yeah. the dungeon. Have you seen the castle? I love her. She's like, oh, there's Barney. Oh, that's not him. But every time she looks, everyone comically leans and looks the same direction she's looking. Please tell me you noticed this. Oh, yeah. Like, huh? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. That's one of the reasons I love this series so much is because it is so over the top. It's like a step away from trauma, dude. It really is. And it's like a step away almost from like a scary movie type thing of they're like riffing and making fun of the slasher genre. Yeah. And then she goes, oh wait, there he is! At perfect timing, he falls, his body falls from the tree. But there's this like elaborate rope set up right there beside Angela as she cuts the rope and he falls down, of course. <laughs> yeah, that none of them bothered to look up what that rope is going to? You don't see the giant yellow rope right beside you as you're comically looking all around. Then <laughs> they're going to play the stay alive game where there's three of them. They're all tied together and there's three cabins and you have to find Marsha in two minutes or I'm going to kill you. If you try to hurt me, I'll kill you. If you try to escape, I'll kill you. Just going over all these things with them. And this part's so insane because it's just like these three people running from cabin to cabin tied together 
bursting into the cabin. There's a bunch of dead bodies and candles. Like, oh, there's blood everywhere. They scream. Angelo's like, oop, not that cabin. They run to the next cabin. Exact same thing happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course, the last one is the correct one. They go in yeah. there and they, Marsha's tied up on the bed, but they go over like a trip wire and this axe trap with two axes swings down and kills the two tied to Tony. She really wanted to ask them a question. Then, since she likes these two, she lets the happy couple live, and she goes to leave, but Marsha runs and attacks her with an axe, and, like, pushes it right into her chest, swings it down on her, like, two or three times. Well, because, like, Angela is just like, okay, you're free to go, and just wanders away. Like, she's just gonna leave. Like, I guess she kind of did last time. Like, it was, like, is this really the ending? Because if so, fun movie, and it's almost funny that the ending of Angela's just like, okay, bye now, and gets in a Jeep and drives away. But yeah, she gets, yeah. like, stabbed in the stomach a few times, which I always think about Reservoir Dogs, because they, how many of these movies, they, like, stab them in the stomach, and they, like, immediately die? What's the thing in that movie? It's like, man, it's, it hurts, it hurts a lot! But yeah. I've seen people live with stomach wounds for days. You'll be fine. <laughs> and the police arrive and everything looks like it's going to be okay. Marsha and Tony are together. But then Marsha tells Tony she has a boyfriend. But you can come visit. Oh, yeah, because it's this whole thing, which is such a funny, like, it's just a summer boyfriend kind of thing. Because Tony's like, maybe I will move to Ohio. Do they have plastic on the furniture there? And Marsha's like, yeah, I have a boyfriend. And he's like, oh. But she's basically like, but you can still come visit and fuck me. And he's like, alright, worth it. Hot redhead, sure. Angela's in the ambulance. And the EMT and the cop in there are gonna kill Angela. No one would know. That's not the Hippocratic Oath, dude. Yeah, we can end it all here kind of thing. It's like all laid out just very matter of fact it's no drama to it whatsoever because the EMT is almost just like yeah the cop's like I'll see where we are and just stares out the front window forever <laughs> yeah well Angela grabs a syringe and kills the EMT and the cop with it and I love the driver shouts back is everything okay back there Angela goes just taking care of business and passes out taking care of business every day <laughs> And that's Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland. It's a movie. Angela survived. She made it through another one. I love Angela. This movie's so wild that the premise is, hey, no one's going to recognize me because I have this wig. And that changes everything. Wigs and glasses. And she's pretending to be be a 17-year-old, but she's actually only 21. It's not that extreme of a difference. It's not like she's 35. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, It's a fun movie. It it doesn't compare to the first two, if you ask me, but I have a great time watching all of these. This is a fun one to do a double feature with two, because it's just almost a continuation of it, kind of, and it makes a little bit more, like, sense tonally than just starting at three kind of thing, like we did today, just to review it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts before we get into the end of episode stuff? I love 
Well, it's also, I want to mention, it's so funny at the beginning when they're like, we're going to go camp in the woods. And they just, it's not like they walk to a lake or they walk to like a destination. They just walk into the middle of the woods and stop and go like, here we are. (laughs) This ought to do it. Yeah, this is perfect. It's like, okay, now what? What do we do all day long? (laughs) Uh, Walk around blindfolded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Or make... Um, the one camp lady, coffee and steak. <laughs> all right, you're up for count of the dead. Yeah, let's get into the count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, this is Robin Lord, count of the dead. We're tallying up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland? Angela killed, like, everybody in this movie. Like, almost the entire cast. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll put it this way. Only two campers survived... But she did kill the EMT and the other cops, so she still made up for those numbers. Yeah, I noticed that, because I was like, oh, okay, those two survived. And then she killed just two random people. So I was like, okay. Um, I'm going to go with 20. 20 is just a little bit of an overshot. We got 16. Oh, okay. But it's insane that Angela killed that many people in this movie. It's not Jason. It's not Michael. It's not Le- Leatherface. It's Angela Baker, the camper. Dude, that's still a ton. That's literally the entire cast of the movie you see yeah. on camera, minus two people. That's insane. Like, that's something I always remember about this movie. It's like, yeah, Angela basically kills everybody, and then survives. And she has a one-liner for pretty much all of them. Oh, yeah, even though sometimes they're delivered a little flat, they're still fun. Yeah. Well, that's Greg's Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. All right, so this movie, of course, it's called Sleepaway Camp. It's all about camping. Yes. Which I love camping, and I'm so happy that it's finally nice out and I can go back to the lake. So I'm a big camping guy, to be honest. Really? I love the woods. No, I'm a big outdoors guy. Like I like doing a lot of outdoor stuff. I'm not a big camping guy. My version of camping is I borrow my parents' camper and I camp in that. I don't tent camp. Yeah, that's different. I have a television and a refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yours is basically moving for a weekend. Oh yeah, basically yes. Um, so I'm going to do. You're dropped into a camping movie. Okay. What kind of movie are you dropped into? Bad or good? So number one version of a camping movie you'd be dropped into. The worst version is Deliverance, and you're Ned Beatty. You wake up, you're like, oh no. Yeah, that, okay, that it will be the worst, yes. I guess I can squeal. Um, a number 10 version, the best version. I'm thinking, like, Ernest goes to camp, because you get to hang out with Ernest. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of bad ones, man. There's Burning, Friday the 13th. Like, there's lots of bad ones. Oh, yeah. The whole series, like you said, is very good altogether. I do love the whole series. I even like Return. Sleepaway Camp 3 is a little bit lower on the spectrum, I would say, but I'm still going to give it a 6, 
because there's not a whole lot of substance to it, but there's a lot of kills in it, and there's a, some really good one-liners. And it's just great to see Pamela Springsteen back as this character. Oh, good, because I thought you were going to yell at me, but this is what I felt. I went five and a half camp movies that could be dropped into. Pretty much just yeah, what you said. Because I do love this movie so much, but there's not a whole lot to it. No, exactly. But definitely worth watching, and I watch it like once a year. I don't watch this one once a year, but I've watched it a few times. I've watched two more than this. But a lot of times yeah. I will do the double feature of both. Most of the time I do the double feature, but a two is probably my most watch of watched of them. Yeah, the original's my most watched. Two's definitely my most watched of all the sequels. I love the first one, of course, but I don't know. The first one and the second one are almost very different kind of thing. Oh, yeah, they're very different. Yeah, so it's like, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in, which one I'm going to watch, and more times I feel like I want to watch two. That's fair. But unless you have anything else, man. No, I think that's all I got on Sleepaway Camp 3. Alright, well, we hope that Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, has left your brain throbbing with horror. Alright, that's the end of the episode, guys. You know the drill. Follow us on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. Please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And come back for next week for the next episode.